Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shut your fat mouth and open your little ears. Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore here for the Luke and Pete Show on Valentine's Day. A Get- romantic start to yeah. Valentine's Day. Our Valentine's it, Day special. Put it, put it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't start what? the show with that, mate. It's Come just on. like a selection box of insults. I'm opening them up. Um, you've got your selection box of insults for Valentine's Day. Oh, it's like love hearts, but love negative. Hearts, yeah, but negative. Yeah. Get your hair cut, dickhead. So you've opened them up. Get your hair cut, dickhead. That's the one I've just That's had. One. I've got one here for you. Yeah. Fuck off, smelly. Fuck off, smelly. Yeah. I'm quite smelly to death. Sort your, um, sort your personal hygiene out. Um, is personal hygiene a barrier to a successful Valentine's Day, Pete? Um, depends on what you're doing. If you want to do the old classic cinema manoeuvre where you put your arm around a lady, you don't want to introduce that move with yeah. a, a big guff from your underarms into her nizzle. A big armpit guff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you when you're doing that, that one. <laughs> well, you can of... you do that? Could, could you ever do that when you were a kid? Should I give it a go? No, you, you do it. You you, I imagine you can do it. No, I've never. I've, I don't think I've tried that. Your you shirt's can't. very tight. No, you can't do it. So dirty. Pete's trying to put his hand under his armpit and do the old farting sound. Can't no, do it. It's not working. But I mean, personal hygiene would not be an issue if it was, for example, a Skype date. Um, <laughs> what? Well, steady, steady. Well, wow, modern wow. Lo- this modern love. A Skype date. Modern love. What? Do you just sit there with like a candle on each end to go, go in, having oh, a bit of bolognese? Granddad. What do you do? Well, what's a Skype date? Well, we're not. We're not Straight first to wanking. Is that what it is? First, right, that's what? enough from you. We're a you minute said, and a half you said in. Skype dating. After. What? It's got to end somehow. Has Horsegate taught you nothing? <laughs> If they wouldn't, it's if got to end somehow. If they've closed the, if they've closed the gate, if they hadn't closed the gate, are all your romantic liaisons if purely transactional? The gate, I have got in there. Purely transactional. <laughs> I can just imagine you being turfed out of a restaurant on Valentine's night, a woman in tears or a man, yeah. and you saying, "It's got to end somehow." It's got to end somehow. It's yeah. either tears or lovemaking. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. <laughs> Sometimes both. What's the sketch, Donny? What are your plans for Valentine's Day this year? What's the sketch? Not Come on, Donaldinho. Th- not a lot, really. No? I don't know. Yeah, fire up the oven. Take the storage out of it first. <laughs> Take the uh, stuff out of it I'll first. have you know that um, it's not no longer used as storage because I did use it to melt some cheese in a <laughs> terracotta bowl. 
It was Bre- like a little... Listen, a, oh. Brexit means Brexit. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Your other, so for people listening who haven't perhaps, who aren't Luke and Pete show completists, mm. to bring them up to speed, your oven previously being used as an extra cupboard is no longer being used as storage no. because you used it specifically to melt some cheese over a terracotta pot. Yes. Um, so I melt some cheese, um, but then I realised I didn't have anything to dip it in. Um, I had one solitary cracker. This is like a Brexit fondue. It's a Brexit fondue. One solitary dusty old cracker, uh, which I dipped in. And I said to myself, no, Pete, it's Friday night and you deserve better. So I went downstairs. So you took your trousers off, relaxed, (laughs) and then ate it. And so I bought myself some some chilli heatwave Doritos and they just... Uh, to be honest, it wasn't enough cheese for the chilli heat with Doritos and then just did it on Doritos. Sorry, can I just say... Spent a whole weekend eating crisps. You upgraded your Friday evening by yeah. saying to yourself you deserve better <laughs> and the upgrade <laughs> consisted of a packet of Doritos. Chilli heat wave. Chilli heat wave is a good flavour. We were talking about uh, where crisps and snacks ends, and it's always a very tedious debate, but um, uh, I was saying that how much I love uh, Pringles because there's a dill pickle flavour of uh, yeah. Pringles and I very much want to try it. So I took a picture of some dill pickle Dur- um, Pringles, sent them to Pete and said, look, I'm not having this, this is filthy. <laughs> and he replied saying, I love it, my favourites. Uh, my Pringles are my favourite crisp mm. and um, yeah, I'd love to try that flavour and to me Pringles aren't a crisp I know it's tedious well, they're but not, they're it's not just, it's just sweepings it? sweepings, sweepings all pressed into a together. high yeah. pressure pressing and yeah there's a woman on the internet who recreates kind of weird stuff like I don't know um, famous cereals or famous candy she tries to make her own uh, her own artisanal uh, but identical versions of things like uh, Doritos things like Pringles and oh Jaffa when, Cakes are a popular one you can yeah, do your own Jaffa yeah, Cakes yeah but when you're not doing them on, on an industrial scale it's actually quite hard to make it taste exactly the same so she's just going off the um, the, the, the ingredients on the back and she on a um, uh, physical uh, on a g- chemical level trying to recreate the flavours by reading the pack of the box back, back of the packet and, right. uh, and ca- trying to go that way but her watching her try and make just weird stuff like M&M's and certain kinds of cereal is actually quite mesmerising. It's there's so much think in it... there's so much process that goes into it absolutely and I don't think it's going to be even technically possible to recreate a Jaffa cake for example exactly because you know the ingredients I've got the ingredients list in front of me here I mean there's no food there is it it's just all dust it's all dust from different bags smashed together (laughs) emulsifiers including soya lecithin E476 you know you know where do people? Wait, wait, I don't know about you. Where do you shop for your acidity regulator? <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's impossible. I used to do that as a kid. Try and uh, find something that I liked, and then try to recreate it from the things that looked like that thing in the cupboard in a similar kind of way. Oh, I like chocolate. What's in the chocolate? Well, this, this, and this. Uh, oh, that's white powder. Let's put it in there. Uh, it didn't make any sense. I can't remember how far I got along with any of this. So you just um, let's forget about all this. Just enjoy a frozen sausage. Let's just chow down <laughs> on a little fro-fro. So we we are spending at least some of this romantic day together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to take the opportunity to tell me how you feel about me on this Valentine's Day? You're all right. Oh, you, it's nice. pigs and troughs, isn't it? Like any yeah, relationship. I think so, I think so yeah. <laughs> You've got to learn to take the rough with the smooth. You've got to learn to have some of your own hobbies, haven't you? Enjoy your own personal time. My personal hobbies is not being with you. <laughs> is that right? Like, yeah. But in many ways, I, you and I, it's been one of the most defining relationships yeah, of your life. It's been. Your... <laughs> I haven't had one of them for a while. We haven't. It's been one of the most defining relationships of your life, surely, because we worked together consistently for like over 10 years now. It's longer than any other relationship I've had. Yeah. That's depressing. And me, it? I think. Yeah. And me. Wow. And we see each other probably more than you've seen some girlfriends in the past. Correct. Three times a week and yeah. at least. Yeah. 
Yeah. I see the, the ones out, out in the Far East, my kids. Yeah. And the, and the, and the good <laughs> and there's wife. probably as many arguments as there is in the proper relationship as well. <laughs> Isn't there? So, you know. We never thought of Skype, uh, we never thought of Skype arguing. Skype wank. No. Skype, no, no. no. Um, by the way, also yesterday was Galentine's Day, made famous by the TV Kevin Gallen. <laughs> made famous by former QPR striker Kevin Gallen. Right. Yeah. Uh, Galentine's Day. No, it's from Parks and Rec, the American oh, um, yes. yeah, comedy yeah, series yeah. featuring what's her name? What is her name? She calls Leslie say, Nope in the show. But why in my head did I think Rosa Parks? It's, not, it's nothing to do with Rosa Parks. She is called Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. And um, and obviously Chris Pratt, who's gone mad <laughs> now, but used to be a pretty likeable chap. Has he chap. gone mad? Yeah. Why? John one of them churches, hasn't he? Uh, I thought I thought he's just he was always into that kind of thing, wasn't he? He's, he he was a shooter. He but, was a, he was a he was a man who. But hunted. this week, Pete, he's been involved in, and I am going to use the word a spat. A spat. Okay, Ellen right. Page about his church's um, attitude towards LGBT um, uh, people and stuff. Anyway, we've all had those friends. But I like quite like the idea of Valentine's Day because we've all what, got what? some of us have got those friends now. What is Valentine's yeah, <laughs> Day? Is, is is for women to appreciate other women. So don't be in the hot uh, to right. worrying about what men think about you or having yeah. a boyfriend. Just mm. take your time to appreciate your mates. I think it's a really nice sentiment. I think men could do it well. I don't know what we call it. Fallon, Fallentine's Fallentine's Day. Day Fall- Fallentine's Day. Yeah, Fallentine's Day. Um, it sounds Jimmy a bit like Fallon. Valentine's Day. Sounds it? like Jimmy Fallon. Just, he could front just... it. He could front <laughs> it, dressed in a big penis outfit. Um, uh, in Japan, on Valentine's Day, the men do not give the women presents. They, uh, The women give the men presents. And, and in a month's time, it's I think it's called White Day, and the men give the presents to the women. Interesting. Interesting, mother. Different approaches. A different approach. And, yes, and, and, and I think Valentine's Day now... I've been big on the days recently. I think Valentine's Day now is also, of course, Singles Awareness Day. Oh. A day set up to acknowledge that not everyone is in a relationship. So basically, we're in a society now where we have to make sure that no one, I do mean no one, is left out. Yeah. And that's it's what this is trying to do. It's yeah. hard. Mm. By, the ver- I, by being obsessed with one particular thing and, and not letting anyone out, and not leaving anyone out, are you letting yourself out? <laughs> Yeah, so like what, it's kind of hard. You, you, you're constantly thinking about not leaving anyone out. Are you leaving yourself out by taking yourself out of the moment? Yeah. Um, there was a <laughs> wedding. <laughs> the ad break's coming soon, guys, don't yeah. we? Um, there was a wedding uh, recently, and it was on the internet. And basically, there was um, this woman decided that she wanted every married woman to turn up to her wedding in their wedding dress, which I thought, that's quite a nice idea. And I thought, that's double bad for the singles in the room, isn't it? Or the divorcees or the... Can you just go over that again? There was a wedding that was on the internet and what? There's a wedding on the internet. Well, there's a wedding in real life that I saw through the internet, as I've seen most things, um, where the bride insisted that every single married woman turned up in her own wedding dress. Because women, they they have their wedding dresses in the loft and they never get used again. Uh, or they get given to charity. Um, so everyone turned up and, and, and everyone looked wonderful. But it's a big no-no going in white to someone else's wedding. Is it? Yeah, yeah. well, she wanted it in this case. I suppose if, she, if it's come from she her... Was in, I think she was in purple, actually. Showing Very up. Very <laughs> she, she just wanted to stand out more. Oh, she wanted to guarantee. I'm alternative. My wife didn't... Mimi didn't wear a white dress and I wouldn't have. My friend had sex in hers with a future fuck buddy. <laughs> what? Why do you have to do this? Not me, not Mimi's dress. Why do you, you always have to do this? Why? You, you scrape under the fingernails of the of the uh, of the. Just saying, she got the, a bit of use out of it. Of the deport, debauched. Yeah, you you are a man on this day of romance, as you so eloquently put there. Just know a lot of women who are promiscuous. <laughs> 
Every time you do this, every time. I wish I knew more men. They might give me, give me some tips. Have you, uh, listen, this <laughs> listen. is a, this is a day of romance. You are a man who I think, um, in my Has mind, it in him. no, in my mind, you right. are a man. You can you can disavow me. This is all you like. I'm right. just giving you. A, I'm just setting the premise up. You are a man who is almost like one foot in the dating game, right? One foot in the happy single. I'm happy being single kind of game, right? And one foot. And the rest of me is pure leprosy. Uh, no, and another foot because you've got three feet in this analogy. Okay. Um, yeah, you just, you just, you just having a look at what's going on. You just keep keeping an eye out, right? Can can you tell? Can you break hearts all over the world today by declaring that at some point you are going to marry someone and you're going to be taken off the market? Um, well, it doesn't, you don't have to be married, do you? No, is but that the so. only thing that's keeping you? Honest, sunshine. I love being married. That ring on your finger. I love being married. Dirty boy. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. Sort of walk in and go, hello, wife. You gonna... <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> you look lovely today. That's what all of our conversations are like. <laughs> Someone once described married life, and I think this is funny. Someone once described married life as two people asking each other what they want to eat for dinner mm. until one of them dies. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd probably be about And right. that is like yeah. 90% of the conversation you have. What are you doing for dinner tonight? What are you going to do? Are you cooking or am I cooking? What are we having? What do we yeah. have yesterday? What are we going to have tomorrow? I'd like oh, to we're cook going more. out or whatever. I'd like to cook more. I like cooking. Well, take all that shit out of your oven then. <laughs> <laughs> I like cooking because I'm in my own, um, uh, not betuel sauce, as it called. What do you put on um, Eggs Benedict? Uh, hollandaise. Hollandaise. I made my own Hollandaise last week in a... Um, that magic. sounds like it, it could have gone wrong. In a bullet. What do they call it? Magic bullet? What they call those? Um, Nutribullet. Nutribullet. You made hollandaise in a Nutribullet. <laughs> yeah. A lot of butter. Lot, I, I reckon that Nutribullet. Uh, people that... ask me why I like doing this show. <laughs> why would you do a show with Pete Donaldson? Why, when we first started it, why is this a good it's idea? It's a posh food processor. I should have said back then because he's the kind of man who makes hollandaise sauce in a Nutribullet. I'm That's the kind why. of man who puts butter in a Nutribullet. Yeah. If you can't serve me now, then you sure will. Um, it's like 10,000 Nutribullets. <laughs> all you need is an adequate food processor. Yeah. I bet the Nutribullet looked at me putting all that butter in and gone, this isn't, Not this isn't what I'm built for. Yeah. yeah. So what, what did it taste like? All right, it was all right. Bit of lemon yeah. juice. What was the process? Of, I didn't have any cayenne pepper. What was the process? What do you mean? You just stick it all in there and press the button. Egg yolk. We don't press a button, you jam down a Nutribullet. You'd ever Nutribulleted anything I've in your life, sunshine. One. I've not used one, no. You sort of put it in the pot and then jam the um, knives in it and then put it down, push it down, like you're trying to drown someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it goes... Yeah. And then you got got um, hollandaise sauce and then ready for the poached eggs. All right, so you're a man who makes hollandaise in a Nutribullet. Yes. Before we end this section and go to an ad break and talk about some emails, if you could give some... Budding, romantic, some young people, I don't know, people who aren't that experienced in the world of love. Yeah. If you could give them some romantic advice on this Valentine's Day, Pete, what would you say? 250 grams of butter, three egg yolks. <laughs> How to make a long egg. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'll make a, a long load of uh, salt. 250 grams of butter, three egg yolks is the key to life. A long, yeah. happy and fulfilling life. Bit of lemon juice if you're feeling, well, you need lemon juice. But like, for crying out, don't miss out the lemon juice. You're feeling acidic. Jesus. Um, this is normally traditionally the part of the show where people who have emailed into hello at lukeandpeach.com get their missives Ooh, read baby. out by us. Mm. And I'm going to be honest with you, Pete Donaldson, this episode's no exception. Yes. Um, Remember last was it last week or was it Monday? I think it was Monday. I talked about people um, wearing high-vis jackets right. that, that um, imitate being police officers oh, yeah, on motorbikes. Oh, yeah, it says politeness, please, or something like that. And you didn't um, think it existed, mm. but it does. Right. And Sam Cow- Cowan has been in touch and says, Hi, guys, uh, it was Monday's episode because Sam reliably informs us it is. You mentioned on Monday's episode that jackets that bike riders often wear that imitate the police. Mm. My girlfriend owns a pony. And I have noticed other people at her stables wearing these exact same jackets while riding their horses. It irritated me, and I wondered, why isn't it illegal? I'm glad it isn't just me that finds these things annoying. I didn't say I found them annoying. Right, I said that on, they happen. On, so these guys are so on I guess, horseback wearing yeah. these be polite, um, like police copied jackets. Yeah, because I think, but, they, they think they're going to be police officers on the horseback, I suppose. Oh, so right. they slow down, so they don't drive fast past the horse. Oh, I just yeah, but I just thought I maybe just maybe they were originally uh, an equine discipline, and the motorbike people thought, oh, let's have a bit of that because horses legitimately you shouldn't really drive close to a horse. I agree. You should, you should give them a bit of a wide berth. I agree, mm. absolutely, and I think that's the point Sam's making mm. in terms of why it's done. But he's saying it annoys him. It doesn't annoy me, Sam. Oh, it doesn't annoy him about the horse people wearing it. It annoys him about the um, bike people wearing it. 
No, no, annoyed, everything annoys him. Annoyed. Yeah, he's very annoyed. Uh, he also <laughs> ends this email by saying, I had a crippling fear of horses until I met my girlfriend. And while I'm still not very good for them, uh, with is them, she a horse? It has yeah, certainly improved. So I thought this might be a useful vein for the podcast to look into. Right. Namely, what fears or phobias have partners helped people with? I quite like that. Mm. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. If you've been helped over a phobia or a fear by a partner or a friend or a loved one and how it happened... And hopefully we can get Pete over his phobia of cooking. I think that um, if your partner doesn't improve you in some way or makes you a better person or at least makes you want to be a better person in certain ways. You've done that for me. You've done it wrong. You've made me realise that I don't have to be quite so organised about everything all the time. Yeah. Because you just fly by the seat of your pants and everything. I do. And these pants are various colours. <laughs> you, you are a man who will, you know, for example, I don't know if you've actually done this, but it's definitely the sort of thing you, you, you sort of allude to doing where I don't know we'll go and do like a live show in mm. front of a theatre audience for a thousand and right. you'll be perfectly content to you know throw caution to the wind and suggest we do the show with no sound check with some mics that you've bought for 12 quid from Maplins or something yeah you'll do that won't you love will find a way <laughs> love will tear love us will apart is at what the, it'll do at the end of the day I get to go on Maplins twice to complain about the rest quality in peace. Rest, rest in, in peace, peace. Yeah. Uh, got an email from uh, Romeo Cruz Cruz Romeo, Romeo Cruz, Cruz. Romeo Cruz. Uh, an amalgamation of the Beckhams kids yeah weird um, hey chaps Romeo here uh, emailed this in a week or so ago and didn't hear back <laughs> I thought I might try oh, again that old passive aggressive chestnut yeah, because I do genuinely believe you love this story don't worry if you didn't read it out this time I'll stop Oh, um, actually, I think I, re- I think I did um, circle this to be read out, but I think we're out of time. So up yours, Romeo Cruz. Um, the email on the last show about the guy doing LSD while watching the documentary that Luke suggested made me write this email. I'd been meaning to for a while, but this gave me the perfect opportunity to tell the story. Uh, in Australia, over New Year's, instead of going to a house party like you guys do in England, eh, we have three or four day festivals over New Year's. I guess the weather's nice, isn't it? Uh, the mm. first three days were fantastic. The music was great, and I was having a great old time with all my mates. However, the fourth night, New Year's Eve, was an interesting one. My mates decided that it was New Year's party. It was New Year's. Uh, they were going to do MDMA. Four days of partying? Yeah, man. On the fourth day doing MDMA. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they were going to do MDMA. A huge party drug here in Australia. Thanks for the drug news from Australia. It's pretty big over here too. Having never uh, done any drugs before besides weed, I was hesitant, uh, but after some convincing by my friends uh, that it would make my New Year's amazing, I finally accepted. I took the cap of MDMA at around 9.30pm, just as the kooks came on for their set. It hit me just as they played their well-known song Naive and things were amazing. It was one of the truly it was truly one of the best experiences of my life. I'm not condoning drugs. You kind of are. Oh, hang on um, a it was truly one of the best experiences of my life. I'm not condoning drugs. <laughs> this is one of the most baffling sentences. If you can have the best experience in your life watching the kooks, then the drugs have done their fucking <laughs> yeah. then hello. Do not listen to Dickie Ashcroft <laughs> because I'll tell you what. <laughs> However, as the night went on and on, uh, we went past midnight, it started to wear off around one AM. All my friends were keen to keep Partying around uh, until around four thirty a.m. When everything Very specific. Up, when, when <laughs> oh, well, we can't stop now we can't because stop we've now. we've we decided to party now. till four thirty a.m. <laughs> and that to me is non-negotiable. It's when the Ubers are booked. Um, when everything <laughs> wrapped up, uh, but I figured out an amazing night. And I didn't want anything to be ruined uh, by staying out longer than I should. So I walked back to the tent by myself. Did he mention he was at some kind of music festival? I guess he was just some kind of. Event. He said festival. All oh, yeah. right, okay. Once I got back to the tent, I realised that uh, I was not going to get any sleep because of the drugs in my system. So I thought I would listen to one of your podcasts. Yeah, I'd go. started binging your podcast at the beginning of December and was almost halfway through. What a what a Christmas. 
That oh. is no way to bring in the new year. It's Hall of Fame stuff. <laughs> it is Hall of Fame stuff. I got about 10 minutes into one of your episodes when Luke started to, to directly say into my ears, how fucking good were the kooks? Before Pete replied, you're in your element, mate. All of a sudden, my heart started racing and I started freaking out as Luke and Pete both started to recount my night in their typical British voices. I calmed myself down and figured it was just the drugs in my system before. Without no word of a lie, I started hearing the Luke and Pete at Shaw theme song being blasted from the festival area. I immediately started crying because I had no idea what the fuck this trip was and if this was some kind of message from God that I needed to stop binging the Luke and Pete show before I did say drugs for the first time I walked out of my tent and paced around for five minutes with uh, nobody around me because they were still at the festival I eventually went back to my tent and figured some music would calm me down stop putting your iPod on yeah just relax do we get extra money for that show <laughs> I don't remember doing it. I went to uh, I went to put my headphones in, but I couldn't find my phone. I turned the tent upside down and eventually just gave up. A couple of hours later, my mate entered the tent with my phone in his hand, saying that I'd given it to him before I went back to the tent because I didn't trust myself with it. My the goodness. next day, I woke up and realised that my brain had imagined its very own Luke and Pete Shaw special, and I had my earphones in connected to nothing as I freaked out over you two recounting my night. Yeah. So he hadn't even started listening to the Luke and Pete show. No. He just put his headphones on. Just imagined it. And imagined it. That is a great business model. If we can get well, people... Well, I know, because we didn't get the downloads. <laughs> that is true. But if we can get people... Yeah, it's true, it wouldn't work. I was yeah. going to say, if we could find a way of getting listeners mm. to plug their headphones into nothing and just imagine us doing the show, save mm. us a lot of work, wouldn't it? Yeah, he says, I, I can still feel a tingle go through my spine every time I listen to another episode and hear the starting song. Love the podcast, keep the good work. Uh, Romeo. That's just the quality of it. I mean... <sighs> Well, listen, there are people out there having, having experiences, mate. Having experiences. Experiences that you won't believe. Off your chuff on Piotr, imagining that you're listening to a Luke and Pete show. Attack ships off the shoulder of Orion. Incredible. While Luke and Pete show blasts out. Incredible. It does. That truck does not do that. Right, let's talk about monkeys and fireworks. All right, then. Uh, Amy in North Carolina says her batteries are golden power super made in China. Howdy! Howdy, y'all. I don't say that in North Carolina. That's more of a Texas thing, I think. Put those... Berries in my gun. I'm going to file them out like slugs. <laughs> uh, Amy. Sorry about that, Amy. I'm just going to the camera there. Yeah. Not the camera no... why, am I, why am I showing off? Right. right. Uh, Amy says, Recently I was helping my daughter study the opium wars. Oh, more drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and for our seventh grade social studies class, I mean, she, she should not be smoking opium for no. seventh grade, uh, when we came across a bizarre piece of history that you might appreciate. The Chinese were struggling to defeat the British Navy when someone suggested strapping fireworks onto the backs of monkeys and hurling them onto British ships. Wow. It was reasoned that these monkeys with lit fireworks on their backs would run amok on the ships, thus setting them alight. This Dr. Evilish plan mm. failed to come to fruition, however, when it was realised that no one would be able to get close enough to the ships to throw the monkeys. To my mind, it is perhaps more likely that no one wanted to be on a small boat full of angry monkeys with fireworks attached to them. I can understand <laughs> that. You just imagined a recording session with Pete Dawson. Well, I mean, you'd have to set fire to them and then throw them. And I mean, if you're throwing stuff, just throw a cannonball. And Amy finishes by saying the plan was never carried out and the monkeys uh, selected for this task sadly ended up dying of starvation. Um, it seems fitting, though, that this idea of monkey warfare originated due to the opium wars, as we can only assume that someone who had lain in an opium den for quite some time <laughs> would think fireworks on monkeys would be a sound strategy. That's uh, a lovely little story, but I'm sad that all of the monkeys died. Yeah, me too, really. Yeah, but if you're at sea and you're at war, you can't be feeding monkeys if you've got nothing. Well, I mean, you'd eat the monkeys. Don't let them starve. Bush eat the Bush monkeys. Bushmeat, Bush yeah. Bushmeat. No, don't eat, don't eat monkeys. So. Uh, don't it's eat it's monkeys. A, you're cruising for a illness. 
I, th- I think anyone who's ever watched like an episode of Alan Partridge at some point has thought monkeys are fireworks. <laughs> that's, 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 that's something. Right? They wouldn't know what they were up to. I remember going to a fireworks display at a friend's house once. Mm. So we were a lot younger, and he had his own he had his own place. And um, did, it, he, did he smash up some lasers and some Jean Michel Jarre? I cannot work without my light display. It's a lot of that, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, this party ah, was quite lasers. good. There was no lasers. No. Jean Michel Jarre was sadly uh, noticeable by his absence. Uh, but it was a good party, and it was and it was pumping. And unfortunately, at one point. The, the the bomb the fireworks had all gone off. I don't really like fireworks anymore, but this was back in the day when I was more naive. Bang into the to fireworks quote, to quote the kooks. Uh, and <laughs> and um, but he didn't want the party to 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 stop and to wind down. But he, there was mm. no firewood left. So do you know what he did? He pulled down his own fence and set fire and to set that. Fire to it. Yeah. So I'll sort it out tomorrow. I'll build by fire. I'll build by wood tomorrow. Well, he doesn't. Care. I'll, I'll buy fence panels tomorrow. Well, but I'll use it for he wood. Doesn't, he doesn't care. He's, he's you know he's he doesn't care what his garden looks like. I respected it. It's, it's definitely it. not the bonfire of the vanities. <laughs> no, he's not. Exactly. Absolutely. Not I respected it. Very mm. good. Um, Pete, it's your turn to do an email. Do you want me to do another one? Oh, I'll pick up my blooming phone then. You fine. Doing it. We'll squeeze right. one more in. Oh, I think. We'll squeeze one in. Um, hello, Sally Carter. Uh, she sent two emails. Uh, the first one was sent at 12.59 a.m. And then another one was sent at 1.03 a.m. This, this is not another one taking drugs and being in a tent somewhere and listening to the Luke and Pete You know show, what? I started it just because of the titles. Gone. The first title just says, I have seen a horse vomit. And the second one, four minutes later, P.S. I'm pretty sure she lived. Wow. So I'm strapping myself in. It's yeah, cool. me too. I'm strapping a firework to mm. my back. Sally in Atlanta. Great city. Possibly a great Sally. We don't know yet. Uh, we spoke previously about wood lice and pill bugs. So maybe, um, yeah. Oh, so she's a recently she's a recent yeah. uh, I know it's very soon to email him, but you guys, you guys, I have seen a horse throw up. For a few years during elementary school, my brothers and I had to go to another school after regular school was over until my parents were done with work and could pick us up. I mean, that is compounding school, isn't it? Go, go to another school. Yeah. What school's finished? Well, not for you. <laughs> Extra school. You, you know what you're doing? What? Yeah. Is it more school? It is. Mind you, though, they had, a big, um, <clears throat> they had a big playground and a pool and a roller skating rink in the basement, and we absolutely hated it. Hmm. Wait, where is this email going? Is that, the schools in America, they've got yeah, football teams and roller skating. Well, there's uh, a rink. horse coming to this. Uh, or also- she would call it... The steer. <laughs> they also had two horses uh, that spent most of their time in a little fenced-in pasture next to the playground. I think they got to take turns riding them maybe one or two days a year. They were called Cleo and Maybell. Uh, so to get from the school building to the playground, we had to walk in a single-file line on a little sidewalk that wound around the building and past the little horse stable where their water trough uh, was. Where, where the water trough was. And one day, as we were passing the horses, I heard murmurings around me that uh, Maybell was sick. Hmm. Surely enough, when I passed the water trough, there was Maybell and she threw up. Yeah. It wasn't very foody, but still quite projectile and more like yellow bile. Uh, needless to say, this is a traumatic experience for eight-year-old me and I remember it quite vividly. Um, also, I think I remember it so well, partly due to a m- mnemonic. I can never say mnemonic, mnemonic, which is the complete defeat in the object. Yeah. Maybell was the favourite of the two horses because my birthday is May the 1st. Right. I swear this happened. I know memory is a weird thing, uh, but isn't uh, that way uh, just way too much detail to be an invented memory? Or is there an alternative uni- universe where uh, there's a timeline in which horses can vomit and maybe uh, Maybell really did throw up? Yeah, I mean... We had I mean, a- we're relying on some secondary youthful sources here. Well, we have had corroborating sources saying that they can't, though. Mm. So, I mean, this is, this, this is a mystery that's going to run and run, They I could think. have had some kind of yellow... 
uh, food that stuck in the long, the aforementioned long face. We don't need to go any further than that. No. Yeah. I might follow up on that next time around with mm. another email. But look, I, I think we probably get into, the, into a situation where they maybe they generally can't vomit, but you might mm. find that a couple of them can. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit like some people who can double joint their thumbs or whatever and bend them back. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Woo-hoo. like that. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, it's going to be variations, isn't there? <laughs> it's an amazing magic trick, that. Yeah. Uh, that's enough time for this 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 time around, I think. <laughs> wow, really? Uh, that's, what? What, that's like something I would say. Did you use that then? Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need rods. Hello, Luke and Pete Show. Hello, at Luke and Pete Show to get in touch. And um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, have a lovely weekend. Yeah. You're very welcome. Stay to out of listen trouble. To some back episodes, for example, Not until if Monday. You're on drugs. No, don't do that. And we'll see you on Monday the 18th. Look forward to it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.